Hey folks, welcome back to another edition of the Bevo Boys, and if for some reason you're wondering why my tone is the way it is, well then you clearly did not watch the sadness that unfolded at DKR Stadium this Saturday. Um, I really, like we did with the Oklahoma game, I mean there's not much to even like say to, to just jump into this other than the fact uh, that... It is what it is, but with that being said, we are the Bevo Boys. My name is Creighton Branch, the man on the other side of the audio. Joseph Scanlon, it, uh, I mean, last week we came on and we were like, what's going on? And now we Creighton, come I, on. I, Creighton, I got five words. I got five Please. words for you. Please. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I'm afraid we're going to be saying that a lot this year now because we got a couple, we got, we got half a season left, man, and. We're, I, I did not think we'd be sitting here a second week in a row. Not just saying, you know, if we lost, that's one thing. We're literally saying the same thing because the same thing happened in the OU loss. You would have thought you would have corrected it. Um, man, this is a tough one to swallow. I, the OU game is tough to swallow too, but like, there's no reason. Well, really, both of them, honestly, Joe, there's no reason you should have lost this game either, but I think it hurts Strictly because it happened two weeks in a row. So with that being said, Texas loses at home once again to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We mentioned last week that this is always such a weird game, and it turned out to be, man. Texas looked really good once again in the first half and just right on schedule came out in the third, and Bijan scored right at the start of that third quarter. Literally after that play, Joe, for anybody that – uh hasn't looked at a play-by-play or didn't watch the game at all. We're just, you know, uh, that touchdown by Bijan Robinson was the last first down Texas had scored. I mean, Texas had converted basically till the end of the game, actually probably the end of the game. Uh, and that need, that tells you everything you need to know about this game. Texas was great in the first half. Oklahoma state was great in the second and Texas was unbelievably awful in the second as well. Uh, like they were the week before, I'll toss it to you, man. Uh, there's a lot of places we can go right now with this. There's a lot of places. There's a we lot can of go. places. You know where I want to go? I want to go die. That's where <laughs> I want to go right now, Creighton, because <laughs> we were up seventeen to three. Seventeen to three, looking just fine against an Oklahoma State team that, yeah, they're under. They were undefeated, but. Well, and let's they, also yeah. they weren't that good. They're deep. I will okay. Before we start, <laughs> I promised a friend who I hope will listen to this. He was right. Oklahoma State and their defense pretty good. Their defense was pretty good. We made them look silly in that first half, but I guess the true Oklahoma State defense came out in the second half because only giving up one yard to a team in the fourth quarter, pretty damn good. Or the offense was pretty damn bad, so I, I will I will give Oklahoma State credit. They did all the right things in the second half. We did none of the right things in the second half. That's why they won this ball game. Now that being said, this should never have happened. I mean, look at Casey. What was Casey? Where I knew things were going to go south was the pick six. It was ugly. He did not take his eyes off of the slanting receiver the whole time. 
Yeah, it was he ugly. took the snap and looked at him and watched him. If you're a semi decent cornerback or safety, any kind of defensive back, you're gonna look at that and go, "Well, all right, all right, let me just take that." And what did he do? He took it and took it to the house. And yeah. that's when I knew we were in for some shit. So <laughs> it was rough. It's it's very clear we need a quarterback, man. We need a, Casey's not it. Hudson's and, not it right now. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, All due respect to Casey, like I, I, I will say this, um, that I do think it's fair for us to say, like we said, we said this last week. Casey played the best game at, uh, during the Red River. Yes. Uh, in the past ten years since yes. since Colt, but that yes. does not excuse him for this week. He looked exactly. unbelievably awful. awful. He looked like a freshman who had never played yeah. before. He yeah. had a quarterback rating of 12.7. 12. Point seven. For for reference, Brendan Brendan Presley, the 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 quarterback for the backup quarterback for OSU came in for one play. Did, he made a uh, he threw a pass. It was incomplete. Got a 4.6. That's nearly half of what Casey did in Casey. He played literally the game. a third. It's yeah. nearly half. The only bright spot on this team is Bijan Robert. God, we're going to waste this man's career. That's what it feels like at this point. Unless we can figure it out. 21 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns. This guy it plays lights out every single week, and we fail him. We fail fail him every single week or at least the last two weeks but Crane I was talking to you before the show and we were talking about you know the last two weeks and how tough they've been and you know it got me thinking with the TCU game and I told you this I said I think this started with the TCU game because if you remember the TCU game TCU was coming back at the end yeah and that was not a great look for our defense, not a great look for our offense. And then what happens in Red River, second half, defense collapses, offensive line collapses, we lose. What happened this week, defense collapses in the sec. Honestly, but honestly, and uh, and we don't, you know, for those of us, for those of y'all who are new to the Bevo, pod, uh, Bevo Boys podcast, we we don't like ripping on the Longhorns. We're, we're Longhorn fans, but we're also realists. And... Real talk, the defense actually didn't play that bad. No, up I until think a, up until yeah. the fourth quarter, they had given up nine points. Second time in a row that the defense has played a game to the point. Uh, well, that's uh, let's let's go let's go second half of Oklahoma. I mean, first half, but like sec, the second half of Oklahoma, and then the second half of OSU. I mean, when you look at the way the offense played, I mean, what is the defense going to do? Uh, yeah, they they you know they could not give they, up a touchdown. They got gas. They got gas. When you when when especially with this Oklahoma State game, when you are going three and out, all I mean every single drive four times in a row, man. I mean your defense, you're only on the field for a few minutes, and then your defense got to come back. And Oklahoma State was smart. 
Jalen Warren, they knew that was going to be their guy. You give him 33 carries, you know that defense is going to wear down. I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. So our offense, front seven, yeah. our front seven can't stop water if it fell out of a, like a bucket. Like if 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 our front seven was the Hoover Dam, the whole state of Arizona would be flooded at this point because oh, they no. can't stop the run to save their life. This is the second week in a row. Kennedy Brooks ran for over 200 yards. Jalen Warren, yeah. who the hell is Jalen Warren? He's a three star, maybe. Hey man, Maybe. they really like him at, at, up in Stillwater, bro. They yeah, really like okay. Him at Stillwater. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, they love him in Still. Yeah, they definitely love him now because we made him look like a Heisman candidate. We with did. 193 yards. He didn't even have a touchdown. He just ran all him. day on us. They're talking about him a lot because of us because we made him look that good. He hasn't looked. He's looked good. He hasn't looked that good until he came with you know against us. So that's embarrassing. We we let Spencer Sanders go 19 of 32. He had a 59 quarterback rating which isn't great but spencer sanders looked okay against us he's not uh, a good quarterback he looked you, okay. a spencer sanders that was basically looking like he was throwing the game in the first half it got oh god ugly. the first he was bad it was yeah. bad that's why they brought in brennan presley for a damn snap but so you let him yeah, get no. you let him get hot in the second half after he looked atrocious it's just unbelievable that uh Oh my God! It's so, it's it's frustrating and it's so funny to think about this in a way because Tom is gone, man. But for some reason, his quotes have stayed behind. He said, "His I, fingerprints I, I, have lingered. Yeah, His I fingerprints have lingered." And yeah, I can't I can't quote. I, I can paraphrase. I can't quote exactly what he said. But all year last year, he would say things like, "You know, one time it's a mistake." Two times it's this, and three times you know you got a problem. Well, we're on our second time. If we do this again against Baylor, you know you got a big issue. You know, so yep, I, agreed. I, I I hate to keep using his his uh, his terms, but man, that's what it is, and I don't understand how you can let an Oklahoma State team, who we both said and I still believe to this day, is not. Uh, a top 10 team in the nation. I did not think Saturday they were a top 12 team in the nation. There's plenty of games. I thought they just had gimmies and we basically made them look the best they've looked all year round uh, in the matter of two quarters. Mind you, we yeah, played in a the great matter first, two quarters. First, first, first half they looked half. And, and that buddy I was talking to you about, he was in the first half. He was like, well, I mean, God, we look like crap. So like even Oklahoma state fans were like, God, we were going to lose this game. And then we just, I don't know what it is. Our defense, well, first of all, the injury bug has come back to bite us yet again. We were doing so good. We were doing we were so, so well. So good. We were doing so, so well. And now DeMarvion's hurt. Or I don't yeah. know what's wrong with him. Did he's you ever con- see he's, anything? He's got a concussion. And they don't okay, know. I thought, yeah. They don't know okay. with him. They don't know how long it's going to be. Um, Jordan Whittington situation. Yeah, is, is yeah. going to be as bad. He is. He's gonna. He's gonna have surgery, obviously, and he's gonna be out way longer than I thought. They didn't. They then they thought he would be. He might not make it unless we. Well, hopefully we make it to a bowl game. He would play at that point. Um, Jesus and Christ, with with the offensive kid. line, man. I mean, we are with in terms of the injuries, we're having issues there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that. But the Marvian situation was a concussion, and that sucks because the Marvian. I mean, you only lose by a touchdown. You would like to believe that DeMarvian would make a play here and there that might twist, you know, might change the game. I'm not sure if that's a fair way to say it, but uh, you need Texas at this point needs everybody they can because they're so 
there was a quote earlier today that Texas is very gifted. Um, they've got the guys to start, man. But once those those first eleven are out, I mean, it gets real scary on both sides of the ball. They're just so thin. I'm looking at the defense. Apparently, Tope Imade, yeah, and Xavier Worthy both had a tackle. Did they tackle one of the interceptions? Oh, I guarantee you, Xavier did. Because literally, that's sad that two of our offensive guys have the same number of tackles as Anthony freaking Cook. <laughs> oh my God! Did he get hurt? We, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh man, there were so I, many people that went down. Chris, yeah, Chris Adamore didn't get hurt, and he only had one tackle. God, I know. Uh, Jalen Jalen Ford played the best, and I gotta say, man, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. They, uh, you're a linebacker that you sub in because Demarvin can't play, um, is your best player of the day. That I mean, that's cool, but it shouldn't happen. I mean, there's plenty of guys on this Texas defense that should have uh, have a better game than just Jalen Ford, and that's no knock on Jalen Ford. He's a great player. I'm just saying. Your starters should be very, you know, it's just dumb. Like B.J. Foster, you know, I mean, you got he's got to be more assertive. Keandre Coburn, the whole, you're right, the whole line's got to be more assertive. Um, Dude, like I said, the front seven is Swiss cheese, especially when it comes to the run game. Amazing to me that we have these issues 10 years later, Joe. It's like we, and it's it's three different coaching staffs now, and we still can't. Fine. I don't. I, I don't. There is. There's clearly one. There's clearly one explanation, Creighton. We're cursed. <laughs> we're cursed. We are we're, cursed. We're, we were cursed. I don't know what happened. Somebody put a curse on us, and that's when Colt McCoy got hurt. And ever since then, the curse has just lifted over. Not even lifted. I'm sorry. What's the word? The curse has sat over yeah. our heads for the last ten years, eleven years now. Because I can't think of any other explanation why you go through. This is the fourth coaching change since yep. the Colt McCoy injury. Yep. And it's the same issues. The same yeah, issues. Because even Mac had and, issues in his late years after that. And, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about um, just the, 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 just the same issues, man. It's it's the tackling, the 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 offense just sputtering. It makes no sense. And and we actually, folks, we actually brought in a, a friend of the show. And if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know, you remember Jamal Brown. And so uh, we we had a discussion with him. Uh, so take a listen to what he had to say about this whole uh, whatever the hell's going on with the Longhorns. <laughs> We are joined once again by our friend from the D1 Ignit podcast, Mr. Jamal Brown. And uh, Jamal, Jamal, how are you holding up over there? I know me and Creighton just talked about how we're in pain, we're depressed, we're sad. Uh, what, what are your thoughts after this game? Yeah, no, I have no room for sadness. Sadness is when you just come up short. You know, you did the best that you could. And, you know, that's sports. There's no room for sad. This is embarrassing and this is pitiful. This is what gets guys fired. This is I want the whole defense cut. I want scholarships gone. All of it. Because this is pitiful. Not the whole defense. <laughs> See, what, what you guys don't know, after last week, 
I had a meeting <laughs> that Sunday with Coach Sharp, and I had to let him know, I don't know what you think this was, but this is not that little pity pat Alabama Auburn uh, rivalry that you got against <laughs> two. This is none of that B team stuff that you have in the SEC. This is a real man's rivalry. This is the best rivalry, if you ask me, in all the sports. And you yeah. found a way to screw it up. Yeah. Like, okay. It's God, your that sounds year. awful. <laughs> it, I'm like, okay, it's your first year. You, you get a slight pass. Not a big one, but you get a little bit. We go up to Stillwater, first half. We, give we were in Austin. Dude. We were in Austin. Oh, I'm sorry. In Austin. It's worse. It's worse. worse. We're at home. We go to, we, they come to Austin the first half. We give them the business like we're supposed to because Oklahoma State, while a good team, is not more talented than us. Yep. Giving them the business at the end of the half, we throw a pick six. It was a horrible ball. I saw it when it left his hand said, oh, God, nothing good is going to come out of this. (laughs) We, we threw a pick six. And Casey never recovered after that. Nope. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Shark, the OC, or or the alumni. But for some reason, why do we stop giving Bijan the ball in the second half? Yeah, two two weeks in a row. That's been a blaring issue. And it's like one of those things where it's like you don't like like in the process of the game. You're like saying, like, you know, you can tell that they're like, hold on, hold on, just try to hold on. And then you look back at the game, you go, it was such an obvious thing you could have done. Why didn't you go to it? Why are we playing to not lose instead of playing to win? Have we not learned? Tom Herman last year literally said, we lost the lead against Oklahoma because I got too conservative. And then what did he proceed to do? (laughs) Be conservative again. <laughs> and Should we? Shark, and Shark comes in, and apparently he did not listen to the notes left by his predecessor because he did the same thing. Are, are we sure? That, are we sure that this is Shark? Should we pull the mask off and reveal Tom Herman Scooby Doo style? Because that's what it feels like at this like point. It. Well. Something needs to happen because this is pitiful. And our passing offense from the first three weeks went from spread the ball out to pretty much everybody to if it's not worthy, you're not getting it. Yeah, for real. Like, and, <laughs> like, and I think they picked up on that, not just Okie State, but, you know, Oklahoma. I mean, like, you can easily tell that's what it is. It's like live and die by Xavier. Like, I get it. He was our, he's probably the most talented receiver of the crew. He was Sharp's boy. He wanted him um, when he was at Michigan, right? Because he was in Michigan all summer, and then it was kind of a last-minute thing. We got him in all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, no, you're right. And, and he, he's Sharp's boy. He's his recruit. But, dog, come on now. This is the big, if there's one thing about the Big 12, you have to have consistent offense. You have to put up points because you cannot trust it. no Big 12 defense. don't care how good you are. You cannot expect to hold a Big 12 team to seven points and a half. That's just not going to happen. Unless you're Texas. Well, they held, <laughs> us to one, they held us to one yard in the fourth quarter. Yeah, actually, so. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because 
because as a as a football player, like I'm, I don't even play football, and I find it hard to believe that you can't that, that you can't get more than one yard over twenty over twelve minutes of a quarter. I mean, as a as a person that plays football, I mean, there's a thousand things. I, I mean, I would think you would think that somebody can do to get more than just a single yard. It's blowing leads in general is a is a sign of two things: horrible coaching and lack of effort. And one thing I do not tolerate as a person, player, coach, whatever, is I can't stand when guys literally have piss poor effort. That will make me kick you in the chest. <laughs> I I can't stand it. And defense, defense at the end of the day is effort. It yeah, is for real. Literally effort. And you know what, damn it? Can someone teach our DBs in college PI is a thing? Hold oh, him, yeah. drag him down. <laughs> it's not the NFL. That's a spot foul there. I get that. In college, I will take 15 and give him a new set of downs. Let's try this again. I agree. But, I mean, because they could stay. do a lot. They, they need to go ahead and do like, it. You're right. Like they stole something. <laughs> I have, I'm on record, and I'll keep saying it. I have not liked a single Texas defensive back. In over a decade, I've hated them all. I I think, and I I remember I saying no, that I can't, I, I can't. it's warranted because has there really been? I mean, like, so you it, it, and I, when we were talking about this a little bit last time, you start to think about it. Um, even like someone like Caden Stern, who had such a good first year. After that, no, I mean, it was downhill and to the point where he wasn't. Even, he was going to be a number a number of first round draft pick. He dropped way down. You know, like. It, it, even him, who had so much hope, I mean, these guys, they don't got it, you know? And I, I'm partially blaming that on our D coordinator. I'm looking at our alignments on third and eight. Why Why are we 12 it's, yards back? It's bad. I'm glad you said that because it's awful. It's still but going it, on. We ta- You talked about this last time you were on the show. Because it hasn't changed. And as someone who's played and been studying the game for my entire life, which still is not longer than these uh, college coaches, <laughs> I can tell you if it's third and eight, why the hell are we 12 yards back? Because that means when the receiver gets to that eight yard mark, the backpedaling DB is going to be at about 16. Yeah. And it, Just, it happens every time. Even at Bowie, we had this coverage called sticks. It's called go to the first down and sit there. They'll come to you. It works. That's true. I mean, like that's that's. I mean, you would think you would think it's that self-explanatory, honestly. Because yeah, I mean, like all you got to do, you know, they know where they have to go. You don't have to set that marker for them. They have to get to this point. You know, play up on it. I mean, you're right, and I don't understand why it's been. It's it's weird that it's translated over three different coaching staffs at this point over ten years. You know, hey, it is great, unreal. Great. You know what else is translated over three different coaching staffs? The inability to wrap the hell up. That's... Well, tackling is they, they. You know what? And they mentioned that on the broadcast that since Mac Brown's era, I mean, there was there has been issues, and it's crazy that that. There was at least five different times where they do doed the Oklahoma State uh, player to the ground instead of just driving him into the How dirt you like feel, you're supposed to. 
Jamal, how do you feel about that whole go for the ball, try to strip it every time? Because honestly, between me and Joe, I I'm, like I understand a little bit, but me so much because it it doesn't it it. I feel like seventy percent of the time it screws you, and then that like that thirty percent, maybe one out of ten times, honestly, not ten percent or less, you actually get the ball. But other than that, I I have to go back to the Oklahoma game where we punched out a fumble towards I want to say it was the beginning of the fourth, the end of the third, yeah. and Oklahoma getting ended up getting it. He gave him ten extra yards trying to get the ball out, and yeah. then he don't get the ball. Y'all, y'all must didn't hear about that um, that ordinance that Governor Abbott put out. Um, it was it was to make tackling illegal in Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah, tackling's illegal. No, Austin, I didn't hear. Right? I didn't hear. I think there's a similar one in Nebraska uh, watching the Huskers. But I mean, yeah, no, I could definitely, I could definitely see, so see where that happened. I mean, you would think if they just if they wrap up, by God, you save like. Probably 50 to 60, 70 yards for an entire game. I mean, these guys are trying to strip the ball every play, and it is yeah, causing big play. breaks every plays. Play. I mean, every play. Because you know what? If you tackle him, you don't have to worry about the strip because they'll be short. Yes. Football is not a complex game, but we can make it complex when you don't do simple things. Football, I, yeah. Football as a whole is especially on defense you can add all the fancy coverages and all the twists and blitz from the d-line and the linebacker there's a reason when we were in little league playing football defense was the last thing we worried about because at the end of the day just go hit the person with the ball (laughs) go hit them but for some reason our defense won't refuse us to figure that out and they're not being put in good positions to figure that out so don't oh, oh go ahead and finish. Oh no, I had nothing else. Oh, so that leads me that leads me at this point. Is this is this this remember this is a first year coaching staff. Is it the staff? Is this coaching, or could this be Tom Herman's toxicity and inability to develop players still rearing its ugly head with the players that are still here, and now we need to get them out the door so Sark can get his guys in. We haven't developed a player since Colt McCoy. <laughs> that's, what, that's that's true. That. What do you mean? Like, uh, yeah. What do you mean? Because like NFL wise, yeah, NFL wise, any player that's got to the league has really gone on sure talent alone, okay, not because they've developed. That's fair. Okay, okay. So I guess my question is with with this team in particular. No, is yeah, this, no, you're is right. This basically, Tom, is it is it Tom Herman's fingerprints all over these players? And then is that interfering with Sarkeesian's message and what he wants to do with this team? What it, what it looks like, it looks like, like there, for instance, it looks like Steve is trying to implement an offense that these guys, and he said this in his presser today, that some of this offense, these guys are unable to handle at this moment. Like the way he's trying to create this team, it's like these players that were Tom's recruits, you know, either don't have are not developed in the right way to where they uh can can run the plays or run the game the way that steve wants it or they're just not talented enough so i mean that is it a lingering of tom or i mean i don't know are we really gonna put it all in stark right now there we go that's uh... i i think it's a healthy mix of both 
because for th this is the University of Texas. This is the cream de cream of the all best. these guys. All these guys are four or five star recruits. So I don't yeah, absolutely, they're not talented. This is a mix of sharp. This is these are obviously not sharps players. They are a mix of Herman's players. The, it's the typical Texas syndrome we've been dealing with for Texas existence. They get the Longhorn name, then they get privilege. They get they get soft, and they get they say screw it. This is where I wanted to be. I got here. I don't have to do anything else. Well, the rest of the country don't care about that Longhorn name, and oh, you damn sure don't. And yeah. essentially, Oklahoma State don't. No, everybody hates you if you're Texas. Nobody likes you, so they're going to do whatever they can to make sure you don't have a good day. And so, Especially the fact that winning-wise, we have not been relevant in a very long time. Yeah. But we are still... We still have the most money of all college programs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe Bama, but I know Bama doesn't I, have them. I, yeah, yeah. Bama's getting up there, but it's probably, it's probably still us. And I think people fail to realize, like, the school itself, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, almost literally all of them do outside of, like, three or four. Um, but Texas is, like, almost the only school that, like, like, it is its own, I call it its own franchise. It is its own franchise because they do not bat, they don't need any backing from anybody um, that's relative to the school. They got the donors, and, that is, and they, they got everything they need out of that. Um, these guys basically run as if, it's, I mean, they're not as valuable as an NFL team, but they, they're the closest thing to it in terms of college football. Because a lot of these guys have to have school uh, help, and they have funding, but they don't have near as, I mean, they don't have near as many dollars going through uh, donors as Texas does. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair thing to say. Uh, Texas is basically its own franchise in college football. And if, we're, if I'm going to throw my hot take – of the year out if we bring in a top a top three or five quarterback recruit casey gets benched absolutely i malik, agree with hey malik murphy's hey. coming next year yeah i agree with you i mean it's it's ugly it is ugly if, what, if, what rank is malik great you know you know off the top of your head better than i do he's top five malik Oh yeah, he's the second in his in his yeah. in his yeah uh, second quarterback. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I don't know what he's I'm trying in, to find. He's in Austin. He's in Austin this spring, probably. He's so. he's 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 the best athlete in terms of quarterback that's in that class. It, that, Definitely the best. Threat. And that's another thing. Can we get an athlete at quarterback? Uh, yeah. At, are we? At, did we just for, did we just forget? Our most successful season in a hundred years came with a super mega duper athlete at quarterback. It did. It did. One who could run and pass the ball is, I mean, seamlessly. And we haven't gotten back to that. We've tried. We just never got back to that, you know? And, and then his replacement was the reason we're going through this over the last decade. His replacement was not exactly the dynamic runner that VY was. Yeah. Pretty damn close. Can, yeah, he's he at one point in 08, I believe he was our leading rusher. Yeah, he's got he had secret wills. Colt was, uh, I mean, he could, I was, he yes, to, you could easily get the yards you need with Colt. I mean, he wasn't just no, he wasn't like you know, 
oh, he's a great passer. And, you know, if he needs to run, we hope he doesn't. No, if you need him to run, he's going to get you the yards. I was watching the 09 uh, Big 12 title game, and, like, when he needed to scramble and run, he, he was flying. He was flying. He was he was quick. He yeah. He might not have that you know closing speed that that Vince Young speed, but when when he needs to get out of the out of trouble and make a move and stuff, he would do it. And that's what. But we haven't had that since him. We we had it. Again. We had it for about eight games, and then we moved that guy to receiver, and then we didn't play him or <laughs> throw him the ball. <laughs> Un- unfortunately. I'm so upset Gerard Hurd wasted his career in Texas. I really am. Hey, he didn't waste his career. He's in the he was in the XFL, man. I mean, that was a on. weird time. I gotta tell you, that was a weird time because that was during that was during that whole thing where we didn't know what was up and down in Texas. And I I agree with you. I think, I mean, if you look at it, he's by far the most athletic quarterback that they've had since uh, the dominance of Colts and DY. Different coach, different coach. I think he's more successful. I think Charlie didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Agreed. Yeah. He beat Oklahoma. We beat Oklahoma that year. We had no business on the field with OU that year. Nope. Nah, it was pretty crazy. No. (laughs) I was was there. I watched it happen. We had no business on the field and heard it looked like he was back at Geyer balling. And then the the next year, Shane Bouchel takes over. We move her to receiver. And then we don't throw him the ball. I'm confused why we let this happen. Yeah, and he had proven to everybody that he was a very – you could rely on him a lot at the receiver position. And I thought he caught the ball just as well as anybody else at the wide receiver spot for our team that year. So I don't know where those years, so. Um, all in all, Shark, the recruiting has to get better, and Shark needs to, we need to go. It, it's a terrible thing. I said it to Joe of, about last week. It's a terrible thing, but I'm saying it again. Stop going with guys who have their dads in their lives. <laughs> we need guys who have chips on their shoulders who are pissed at the world. Because this privilege stuff, I'm not here for it. Oh, Tired. Were you a uh, <laughs> were, were you a scholarship athlete or walk on? Both. Okay, so you'll know this. Um, how important this was. This was without a doubt the most important weekend for for Texas recruiting wise. They had some oh, massive. They had some massive stars on the sideline. The most famous one by far being Arch Manning. If you're a recruit who is definitely going to be on a scholarship. What, what do you take after that game? I mean, like, because I think people are starting to say, like, they're like, oh, you know, Arch Manning's not coming because we suck. But then, like, and this is not just Arch, but, like, I'm just using as an example. You look at him, and it's like, oh, he's not coming. But then you look on the other hand, it's like, yo, I could play right now if I came to this team. I mean, I don't know where you look at if you're a recruit, if this is a good sign or a bad sign uh, coming to Texas after last week. I don't know. It's – you you get a you get mixed feelings. If I'm Arch Manning, I know I am better than every quarterback on this field right now. And until Caleb Williams shows me more um more has shows me a bigger sample size than one game, I might be the best quarterback in the conference already. Yeah. So if I'm Arch Manning, quarterback is a different position because there's only one. Yeah, and you you should know by default if I'm the five star guy, I'm better than the backup. So you're like, 
he K- Casey's not playing great. If I can beat him, which it looks like I can, I'm in. I'm down. Let's go. Now, if you're a running back, you're like, uh, Bijan still got to stay for another year. Yeah. Jane Blue's coming in. We 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 can hope. Oh, and, re- <laughs> and, and receiver receiver is the hardest part right now. Because right now, you, you just see, well, damn, if my name's not worthy, I might not get the ball. So Yeah, okay. But I think you have a competent quarterback. You have a guy like Arch Manning, Malik Murphy. See, that's another thing with Arch, because he comes in. I think, well, it's clear Arch beats – Casey be gone by that point, because Arch is 2023, right? Yeah, yeah I believe but, this is junior year. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you know uh, – Casey'd be gone by then, so he'd have to compete with Hudson Card and Malik Murphy, and I think he's better than both of them. So, oh, he should be. So honestly, yeah. it comes down to like, like you. He I mean, Texas be. is. It's not like he's going to a small program. I mean, you're playing at the University of Texas. That's a big. That's a big name. That's pretty. And we're going to the SEC, so he'll get that SEC, you know, bloodline that his uncles have. Um, so. I, I personally, you know, I when I was I was talking to Creighton, I think I told you too, Jamal. I was like, "Yeah, Arch ain't coming. <laughs> There's no way. Why would you want to?" But if we think about it, if it if this really is just Tom's remnants of this team, just because we saw it with Charlie when Tom took over, Tom's first year was terrible because Charlie's stink was still all over this team. So <laughs> if Sark's able to, if Sark's able to really you know show what he's proven with work with worthy who is a good who's a good receiver but i mean sark has turned him into i think an even better receiver than he probably should be right now oh for sure i think i think if i was a recruit if i was a recruit all that past weekend you know it's like it's one thing yeah texas lost but man i gotta be feeling good about myself because i mean most of those guys you would think believe truly believe that they're better than anything texas has on the field right now yeah you're right so as a recruit yeah so as a recruit it's like i i know i'm gonna get to play quickly at this program and so so while people might be saying oh none of those recruits are gonna come here now because we suck you gotta think about it you know you suck those recruits are gonna want to come and play and make the team better. Like Bijan, Bijan wanted to turn Texas. He even said it. He's on record. He wants. He wanted to make bring Texas back. And God, if we would just let him, we would just let. Him. Yeah, he's got. Two, yeah, exactly. See, so <laughs> the only thing I think Sark needs to fix at this point in time right now is play calling in the second half. Stop not giving the ball to Bijan. And honestly, I think. We're not going to be okay this year. I mean, we'll make a bowl. It'll be the Alamo Bowl or the Texas Bowl. But we'll, I think the future is looking decent with Sar. It's looking better than it was with Herman. That's the point I'm trying to make. Our best bet is we got to try to win out. And if we're, we're probably, as a, as a three-loss team, we probably can't get into the Cotton Bowl. No, probably not. But our best. Yeah, bet, the only way would be if the if the cards fell, and at that point, Oklahoma would have to get into the playoff. If everyone, oh, no, they are. No, by the way, actually, Cotton Bowl is a playoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So would they? Do they? The Cotton Bowl would be a playoff this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it'd be yeah, Sugar it Bowl. It'd be Sugar. 
So Sugar Bowl would be so. But the thing is, is Oklahoma still would have to get in, and then some team is going to have to lose twice because we've got to get into that Big Twelve championship well, we game. We all know OU's going to OU's going to get in because they're just flying by the seat of their damn pants, and now they got Caleb Williams, and he seems to. I'll do tell you what, it's a lot so. easier doing that than losing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we have to get we we're going to get a a, a mid tier ball, nothing special, but if we get the right opponent. If we get an SEC team, any SEC team, and win, that's a great sign. Yeah. I don't I don't care who. Bring Kentucky down. I think we are more yeah. talented than Kentucky because I refuse to lose to a basketball school. Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, we might hey. be a basketball school at this point. We're hey, we're that, fifth in the nation right now, baby. Woo woo, basketball. We'll talk more yes. about that later, but yeah. We don't. We don't need to get into Texas basketball. <laughs> we the last we lost in the first round last. Yeah, year. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. We won't get into we, it. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't been relevant since DJ Augustine and Joseph Balbay. Oh That's a for a no! God, not DJ. <laughs> oh man! Better times are behind us, folks. So, so Jamal, how do you think we fare against Baylor this week? Number twenty in Waco. <sighs> Waco's a hard place to go play, and yep. Baylor is a damn good team. And because they're Baylor, even though that's not Art Brawl's team anymore, they can still put up 50 on you any day of the week. And we're allergic to defense. So, <laughs> Swiss cheese. So I, I, I'm worried. I'm still, by Longhorn faithful, I will go 32-28 horns. But I am worried. I am very worried. And Baylor is starting to pick up. And Baylor has not been a bad team the last few years. And had had they not had one of the worst scandals in college football, um, Baylor would be a much further along program than they are now. Yep. Sean Oakman deserved better. Sean Oakman. Sean Oakman was one of the players. Sean Oakman was one of the players who was falsely accused. Ah. Now, plenty of them did it. We we don't deny that. Plenty of them did it. But there were a few who were falsely accused, which didn't help either way. No. True. So, all right, what's your uh, your official prediction here for Baylor then, Jamal? My official prediction is 32-28 horns. I believe Coach will understand the mistake he's made, and he will also understand that because of your bad play calling and your bad decision-making, you cost this young man possibly a Heisman. That's great. That's so true. He literally was on track for the Heisman, like, hands down. No, we were undefeated, man. He'd be front-runner, bro. Easily. Because we don't have a front runner anymore. They're going to give it to Bryce. Is it Bryce Young or Bryce? Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce Bryce Young. Young. Yep. They're just going to go ahead and just probably. Bam, if Bama wins out, they're just going to give it to Bryce Young because they're like, well, no no one else can take it. And they're for sure yeah. not going to give it to Tanner Mordecai at an SMU. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not going to. Yeah, there's. They're gonna be. It, it'll probably end up being Bryce Young when at the end of the day because. The only other guy you could ever say was going to rival that the preseason was Spencer, and he's not going to be. He's not going to be playing any more snaps unless Homeboy gets hurt. So 
his chances are out. So it'll probably be Bryce Young, honestly. Hey, okay, okay, real quick, real quick, Jamal. Spencer Rattler gets a transfer portal. Do you want him? Hell no. You know where I want Spencer Rattler. <laughs> you know where I want Spencer Rattler? I want Spencer Rattler in Denton, Texas. He can go to UNC. Yeah. I love it. Revive his career. I love it. I love it. One last thing before we let you go, Jamal. 11 a.m. kick for the fifth week in a row. How are you feeling? Damn. Can, can we get a three o'clock exist? That is so true. Three o'clock does exist. Three o'clock exists. Can we get a six o'clock game and we'll just put it on the Longhorn Network? I agree with that statement because we do that all the time. We should be able to now. We have our own network for a reason. So when we have trash years like this or we're playing trash teams, we can say, look, ABC, you don't want it? Cool. CBS, you don't want it? Cool. We got this. Why, why are we making kids go a 11 o'clock game? Why? Game, 11 o'clock game sucks, man. I know. I know. I did it. It sucks. You're like, like you're up at, at like 7. You're at the stadium at like 8 a.m., yeah. College kids don't even take 8 a.m. classes. Why well, won't play 8 a.m. for one? Exactly. Exactly. God. Golly. All right, Jamal. Uh, let, let the people know where they can follow you, where they can follow your podcast. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow follow me at the D1 Ignite University podcast on our Twitter, D1 Ignite. Um, you can follow myself personally at Adidas King 5 on Twitter. Um, if you are amazed and surprised and shocked by the things that come out of my mouth my Twitter <laughs> fingers are the exact same way so i am who i am my podcast is what it is if you enjoy the way i speak my friends are just as bad as me so come join us <laughs> all righty all right yeah folks this won't be the last time you'll hear jamal i'm sure i'm sure there's gonna be other times oh, this season and, and, yeah. and basketball season is coming up number five in the nation chris beard with the new team so uh I'm sure we, yeah, we will definitely have Jamal on again. But Jamal, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thanks for giving us your thoughts. No problem. Always happy to be around. All right, hook him. So yeah, Creighton. Um, is it? Is this just Tom's remnants on this team, or do you also think that? Or I think it's too early to put this on Sark personally, but. It's crazy I mean, because some like, of it, some of it, some of it should be on Sark. The play calling was atro- is atrocious oh, in the second half. Yeah, there's but... two good points there that that you that you're hitting on. One, the play calling is interesting because they had mentioned that, and these are these are quotes coming from the conversations of Texas alumni like Jordan Shipley and guys like that. That it looks like to them. Texas has a great playbook, 15 plays in for the first quarter, you know, has a tremendous understanding of what they're going to do. And then after that, it's like they, they run out. Like they don't know what, like they, there's no scheming left. And it, and I, 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 it, it looks like that. I mean, you would like to believe Steve Sarkeesian is, uh, is better than that, but my God, it looks like that. And I just, it, it's so mind boggling me that offense that and to my second point we can tie in here is that you see the glimpses of it. Um, you talk about Tom Herman's players and they are Tom Herman's players. Uh, but you look at what Steve Sarkeesian has done in just these last seven games 
and you see moments here and there where you're like, Tom Herman would have never been able to pull that off, you know, or or Charlie Strong. I mean, either one would never be able to get Texas to drive down the field like that or score this many points or do this or that. And you see moments where you're just like, golly, this team can be really, 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 really good. And then you see moments like the last two quarters of both the past two games. And you're just like, holy smokes, this is just like the past three years, past four years, six years, honestly. Uh, it's it's crazy because you, I, I don't want to blame it all on the Tom players. And I do think that Steve is a little bit to blame. But you look at what Steve is doing in the games he has coached, and you're just like, golly, there's moments in there where it's too good to be true. And then there's moments where you're just like, dude, that is just some of the like, – that is no different than what we've had. Well, that's that's why I think it's – I don't think it's all – like I think Sark's a small part of it, but I think it's just the players. I think Tom's toxicity and – the inability to develop these four and five stars, which we've talked about on this podcast before, and people have talked about on talk shows and on yeah. the networks. Like, so it's not it's not like people aren't it's not like it's just us talking out of our ass. We're literally <laughs> people are are seeing how badly he did not develop these players, and Star can't do anything about that. They're so ingrained with Tom's system and stuff, trying to come in and change the system when they've been doing it for two, three, four years. It's not yeah, going to work. Like I had mentioned uh, when we were talking to Jamal, the press conference today was very interesting. One, because I thought Sark seemed pretty, in his opening statement, seemed a lot more frustrated than he usually does. But in the other sense, to be fair to him, he also seemed very confident. Uh, towards the end of the press conference. But he had mentioned that there is plays that uh, they're running that he has taken from Alabama and the team's just not ready to run those plays. They It just doesn't it doesn't click the same way it did when he was in Tuscaloosa. Now he also has said that there's plays they run better, but I think you have to look at that and say, you know, it's like... Uh, He's just saying that. He's just saying that. I don't think there's plays that we've run better than the University I find of that hard. You're right. I find that hard <laughs> to believe that that's true. Uh, but, like, with that being said, that's I think that's, like, something that you have to look at with Tom. It's like, I just think that those players are not equipped to run, especially the way these two... These are way two different coaches between Tom and Steve are... are are supposed are I don't I don't think they quite have grasped the concept of how to run a Steve offense after literally being under Tom for so long because like I said I mean when's the last time Texas looked so good on offense at any point in the game uh for the past like seven years it's never you know and so I it just hurts Joe because there's moments where you just look and go that's too good man like Steve is going to be amazing and then you see fourth quarters where you get one yard and you just go, how did you do that? Like that is harder than, than scoring points is getting one yard. Uh, I agree. I don't, I, I, that still baffles me when we got one yard, but to wrap up folks, yep. The, uh, the Cowboys of Oklahoma state defeat the Longhorns 32, 24. We, I'm like, I, like we said, I'm kind of just at a loss of what's going on. I, I want to believe it's because of Tom's players and not because of Sarkeesian. Because if Sark's not the guy, Creighton, I have no hope for this team for the next 15 years. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be, it, that would, that would, be it's that bad. Much. It's that bad. 
we've got to stop. That bad. I thought I really thought that we were out of the woods of losing games like this multiple times. Uh, Arkansas was a clear just debacle. It's totally fine, kinda. Arkansas is much better than they uh, were supposed to be this year. They are losing, I understand, but let's be honest. Yeah. We thought Arkansas was gonna suck, suck. They're just not very good. There's a difference, and so they just caught fire. Uh, but to have these two games back-to-back is ugly, especially against the Oklahoma State team who's probably not even supposed to. Well, okay, nobody picked them to do good this year. Let's call it what it's worth. Probably no. supposed to be. Nobody picked them to do good. Texas was favored to be the top sec- top two teams in this conference, whereas Oklahoma State was picked to be in the bottom. Um, that's embarrassing. And I do think when you talk about Tommy, talk about the players – I do think it is all on Steve Sarkeesian that B. John Robinson is not getting the ball enough in the second half. Uh, because you see... Yes, when, no, 100%. When, 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 when Mr. Robinson gets 30 carries, it is very hard to beat Texas uh, because he's going to get you six or seven yards on every run. And if he's going to get one yard, he's going he's gonna to use all his power to get three. So you're always going to get bonus points. I mean, bonus points. Bonus yards out of Bijan. And I don't understand why on situations like... Uh, Late in the game, when it was third and two or third and three, third and one, you decide to throw the ball uh, instead of handing it off. Or in one instance, you botch the handoff, and then on the fourth and one, fourth and three, you decide to throw it. Run the ball. He's proven that he can do it. I trust him more than I trust Casey's arm, and I think Steve should too. And I, I just, it's everybody. I, I don't under Joe like. We're not football coaches. We've never played college football. We've never coached college football. Nope. But my God, nope. how hard is it to see that when everybody's saying it? They they mentioned that on the broadcast. You know, you got a bell cow and B. John Robinson. Why are you not giving him the ball? Yeah. So maybe we see a different change here when it comes to Baylor. Unfortunately, folks, we do have a bye week this week, so we cannot lose – on the bye week. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. We cannot lose on the bye week. We also, unfortunately, cannot win on the bye week. But we can win when it comes to preparation for the Baylor Bears. Now, as we look ahead to this game on the 30th. Hey, Halloween. You you dressing up this year, Creighton? What are you going as? A clown because I played myself. <laughs> we all, I think I'll join you. On the Bevo Boys, we played ourselves. Like we 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 definitely played ourselves, um, <laughs> but like like I said, folks, we are realists. We do love the horns. We will always love the horns, even when they do stuff like this to hurt us. So yeah, we're not looking them. ahead to Baylor. <laughs> looking ahead, we are somehow some somehow somehow ESPN has us winning this game fifty five percent to forty five percent. Baylor's number twenty in the nation. They are six one, six and one, uh, three and one in conference. They lost to Oklahoma State by ten um, in Stillwater. Uh, if we look at tails of the tape here, we uh, score forty one points a game. They score thirty eight, so that's about the same. We give up twenty nine, of course, and they give up eighteen. Not great. Um, we get about the same amount of yards per game, and we give up a hundred yards more than them per what's game. Our, what's so, our yard? What's our given yards per game at stat wise, like defense? Because I guarantee you, 
It's probably Sky. 433. Yeah, yeah. I was about to 433 say. 433 yards a game. Probably that's almost more than our offensive yards. Oh, that's losing football at its finest. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. We look at the uh, tails of the, the leaders of the team. Jerry Bohannon is the Baylor quarterback. God, I miss. You know what? I miss Bryce Petty. I miss Bryce Petty. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What a that guy. guy. Hey, man, that dude. Where'd I, he go? Oh, yeah, he went to Utah. <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to Utah once again. I got to tell you, man, I mean, outside of like what Chip Kelly was doing with Oregon, I mean, Baylor really just fast playing all the way. I mean, it's, it was cool to see like in that Bryce Perry, Bryce Perry, Bryce Petty era. Uh, those guys just like hang like 70 and like, like it was nothing. I mean. Never see it again, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I, oh, I, dude, I just realized I said Bryce. I said I said Bryce Petty. I meant Charlie Brewer, dude. Oh, oh, well, Charlie, still, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's, oh. They were kind of the same quarterback. I think Bryce is a little better, obviously, but Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie had some bad blood with us. Charlie did not like. Uh, yeah, Charlie because we did didn't offer him or whatever, like right? <laughs> uh, Charlie Burton. He's at Utah. Bryce Petty yeah. went to. Did whatever after he graduated i can't believe i you know they all all those quarterbacks except for rod uh robert griffin the third they all run together for me from baylor because usually we can overlook baylor not in this case not to, not this year yeah they um, came on quick man so i mean jerry their quarterback jerry bohannon uh 1500 yards through the air 12 touchdowns one interception yeah no he i mean He's he's yeah, been, play, that's he's pretty been good. playing very good, very good. Get this: the running back Abraham Smith, 105 carries, so uh, 41 carries less than Bijan. 785 yards and 10 touchdowns. Same touchdowns as Bijan, and then about 150 yards less with 41 less carries. So yeah, really, yeah. he could be. On paper, about as good as Bijan. Oh, you! Oh, get ready, because like, it's it's not going to be hard. They're going to look at the Oklahoma State tape, and they're going to be like, "Okay, we don't have a bad running back either. Let's see what happens when we start running." You know, it's it's one. Yeah, of, it's going to like be we talked we talked about we talked about the front seven. They got to step up this week, and then Xavier Worthy leading the team with 540 yards of uh, reception, six touchdowns. Their guys got about the same five touchdowns. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyquan Thornton. So, Creighton, um, <laughs> your thoughts on this game? As we gotta, have, you know, we we I have a lot of time. Say, we can we can we can probably change our minds after this bye week, depending on if we uh, if something crazy happens, which I I doubt it does. But who knows? Cole, Cole I mean, McCoy finds a way to get his eligibility back. Eligibility back. <laughs> yeah, some like some crazy rule. I don't. Mm, this game's tough, man. I, I will say it does help that uh, it's nice the bye week came now. Yes, I get it for the injuries, but I Baylor is red hot. Uh, I watched that almost that entire game. They look really great, and I think that if we were going to play them on Saturday, I'm not quite sure what would happen, man. I mean, their momentum is, is just nuts right now, and so – I yeah. think with the, a full week off, uh, that hype is going to die down a little bit. Not a lot, but, en- you know, enough uh, 
to where I don't think it'll be as drastic as it would have been if we played them on Saturday. Uh, I'm still nervous though because I think they're gonna. I think the game plan is gonna be a little the same of Oklahoma State, and until this team can show me that they can stop somebody, it's hard to believe that they can. And I don't necessarily always think that that's the defense's fault. The offense is not helping them out at all. And Steve has said this so many times in the pressers on Monday and even after the game. Complimentary football is what wins championships. Both sides got to help out. And if both sides aren't helping out, the one side that's having an issue can only have about a one drive or two off. And then they find it. They've, you know, they, they find their way back to where they were. Not, not in this case when Texas is having five to six or seven drives and not doing anything. You got to have both sides of the ball work well. Uh, and that's the only way to win the way Texas is looking to win. And I just, I'm nervous. I, I was a, I'm a lot more nervous this week than I was two weeks ago, three weeks ago at the beginning of the season uh, because Baylor has played a lot better than they thought than anybody thought they were going to play. And Texas is reeling right now, clearly. And I'm just glad the bye week's here, man, because it stops our, our crappy momentum and it stops their uh, whatever they got in the bottle, the lightning in a bottle, their mojos just through the roof. Yeah, no, I agree. So it, it's it's in a in a way, it's good that we do have this bye week. They can kind of cool off a little bit, and we right. can try to fix whatever the hell's going on with <laughs> us. Um, so I think it's gonna be a good game next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, we just gotta wait and see. I don't even know if I want to make a prediction personally, just because I every time I we had, predict Texas to win, they lose. I think if I had, I'm not. I'm, it, it, I'll tell you what. If I had to pick a if I had to pick a a prediction today, I think I'd go with Baylor. Quite honestly, I think I would honestly pick Baylor to win the you game. Go with uh, wow. Okay, I guess we're. I tell you, here, I'll tell you what. I don't want to look too far ahead, man. But when we were talking about this earlier in the week, in the year, we weren't too worried. But I look at Baylor. In Waco, and then Iowa State and Iowa State. Those are two games that if we play the way we played the past two weeks, we're losing them. Uh, Kansas is just fine. If we play that up against West Virginia Morgantown, we lose that game too. And Kansas State, Jesus. the same thing. You've got to play. Now you're saying we might we might not make a damn bowl game, dude. That's the problem <laughs> I have, man. I think it's a toss up now between Baylor, Iowa State, West Virginia, and Kansas State. I think that those are going to be. Four games that, if you do what you did the past two weeks, you probably don't win them, and that's ugly, Joe. Because you're right, means no bowl. Um, now that that I would hope that Texas is talented enough to be able to win two of those games, and we can go bowling. But golly, the way it's looked, it's just been, it's been ugly, and they got the worst of it right now. Uh, this whole gauntlet: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State. I mean, like we said, Iowa State, I know they're not the best team. They're clearly uh, underachieving. But get ready for that game in Ames because I guarantee you it'll be a blackout and it's going to be tough. And that's four straight weeks that we could possibly lose four straight games. And that's a scary thought. I don't want to think about that, Chris. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's, let's give a tentative pick. We'll revisit this on next week's episode. Tentative pick right now from me. Uh, 48-45 Texas. 
Baylor 32, Texas 21. That oh, pains God. me. That pains me oh, to say. Oh Jesus! It. We score all twenty-one you points know, in the first half. You know, now that I think about it, I'm, I might have given these offenses too much credit. Uh, I'm going to change mine to 35-30. I am incredible. Now I will say that if we beat Baylor, everything changes for me. I think we finally get our momentum back. I think that it kind of like, kind of like the TCU win, even though Oklahoma ended in a loss. Um, you saw what that first quarter was like. Uh, just in terms of momentum and how fired up they were. I think the same can be for Iowa State if we beat Baylor uh, and so on. But, man, I mean, I am incredibly nervous. And also, it is clear as day that 11 a.m. kickoffs are not our friend because we've lost more than we've won. So, Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> we talked we talked about that with Jamal. I'm so sick of the 11 a.m. kickoffs. It sucks, I'm man. So I'm so sick of it. I'm getting up. And, like... I mean that is, uh, come on! Like we couldn't, Oklahoma State couldn't have been at night. Like that was a top twenty-five matchup at the time. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that could have definitely been at night. I don't know what they were doing. I'm so tired of and like I think Steve said it best. He's like, I understand. He said it today. He goes, I understand uh, that it is hard to get out here at eleven a.m. So I I appreciate all the fans and the, if you want to take one good thing out of the win, I mean the loss against Oklahoma State is that the stadium was like 84 people away from being entirely sold out at 11 a.m. And so that's showing you that people are buying into this, I guess. But you still lose them. So, I mean, that sucks. But <laughs> if you're going to look for any kind of silver lining, that's one. Xavier Worthy's another, as we keep saying. Uh, stuff like that. So uh, I appreciate all the Texas fans that show up at 11 a.m. for these kickoffs. I know it's not easy. It'll be interesting to see how well Baylor's crew gets together for an 11 a.m. kickoff. Because uh, I guarantee you, Joe, that Kansas game is going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff too. Let's not kid ourselves. Yep. Yep. It's probably, no, We're probably going to have three straight games again. So that'll be one, two, three, four, what, six or seven? That'll be seven straight games at 11 a.m. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I hate everything right now. But <laughs> it is. maybe, just maybe, we can all breathe a little easier this weekend after the bye week. Um, but, Crane, any final thoughts? Um, the Moody Center is going to be nice. Basketball's the on the Moody way The Moody Center? Up. Hey, yeah. Well, actually, we might talk some basketball next week since it's the bye Definitely. week. Texas coming in at number five in the nation in the preseason rankings. And that's... You gotta wonder what what these people know or what they think's gonna happen because we should be nowhere near the top ten after losing to Abilene Christian in the first no, round. No, but it's because tournament. of the it's because Chris Beard said, "All right, watch this," and went and got every sought after transfer he could have. All the best transfers are at our school. He did a great job, and so. But then again, Joe, if anybody's watched this this watched listen to this podcast over the past year. <laughs> What's the one thing we do so well? We build up expectations like nobody else, <laughs> and we are the, All the we hope, always get crushed. Faith, so faith, we are trust, be, hope. We are going to be tooting the horn of Texas because they're a top five program in basketball. And who knows? By December, we might be doing a, a, a show like this, where <laughs> oh, no. we're on the sinking ship ship of our oh, expectations, no. and we're no, going down. Don't by the head. say that. 
Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. But next week, folks, we will talk some Texas basketball as that's going to heat up here soon. Uh, we'll talk some women's basketball too. Hey, they're good, man. Yeah, and Vic Schaefer's coach. A great Vic's coach. got it, dude. But then again, Vic Schaefer's a good coach. Then again, yeah. Expectations after coming off the Elite Eight <laughs> performance. What's going to happen? You see, you see what this does to us, folks. So they're actually to finish this off. This is a great. This was great. I heard my brother say this. He said. He's, I was talking about the 11 a.m. kickoffs, and he goes, he goes, it's just like Texas. They kick off at 11 a.m. They can't just be decent enough to ruin our night. No, they got to ruin our entire day. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh, that man. is brilliant. I love it. I love it. He's right, though. So let's, uh, let's all relax, take a chill pill, enjoy Saturday, watch some college football with no expectations for Texas because we're not playing. Uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, they're off too on Sunday. So literally just enjoy football this weekend because you don't have to worry about a single thing. And we will wounds. be back. Yeah, lick our wounds and and dry our tears. Oh, those, God. Those that, trigger words. That was it. That was correct. <laughs> trigger words. Oh, buddy. We'll be back next week with another episode, of course. But until then, always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.